Welcome to Yigris Moshe A to Z. I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, and this week we're looking at H, halachic methodology. Last episode, we saw Rev Moshe's introduction to Igris Moshe, laying out principles of elu ve'elu, of multiple halachic truths, of that halachic truth is not the same as some objective metaphysical truth as God knows it, but the truth as Chazal see and as, multi, and as different rabbis will see and come to different conclusions in terms of how they read the Torah and how they read the text. Uh, today, we're going to look at some implications of that approach, specifically two. Number one, what are the limits? If halacha doesn't, if something isn't halacha because it's true as far as God is concerned, but because the rabbi says it so, then um, then is can anything be halacha if a rabbi says it? Um, and question number two is, or point number two is, the degree that which this gives license to a posek to be a mechadesh and to be creative and not just follow what earlier poskim have said. So we'll start with the first one, about what are the limits. Rav Moshe, in his introduction, already spoke about a process, about one of your shamayim, of piety, of looking at all of the relevant sources, of trying to get to the true meaning of the text, not to impose a meaning on the text, of COVID rosh, of with seriousness, feeling the full weight of responsibility. Um, but even that does not, would not fully... Uh, exclude certain psakim that a posik might feel is just off, you know, out of bounds. Would one, would there be a basis for reject that? If somebody was a serious posik who went through this process exactly as Rav Moshe describes, could it ever be that Rav Moshe would say that conclusion that that posik came to is completely illegitimate? What would be the basis for saying such a thing once he's laid out his philosophy in this way? So this comes up, I believe, in one place in Rav Moshe's Shuvah, where he's dealing with the question of is a Kohen permitted to become a doctor and to study medicine, which requires doing a dissection on a cadaver, which would be a violation of a Kohen becoming Tameh, becoming impure to a, uh, to, a dead, uh, to a dead body. And on the face of it, this is not permissible because it's a straight violation of this biblical prohibition. Even though we're all uh, considered to be impure nowadays, there's a prohibition, at least the way most read, to become impure again and to directly come into contact with the dead body. We know, of course, how Kohanim, you know, will not go into uh, hospitals, won't go into cemeteries and so on, hospitals because of the morgue. So this would seem to be clearly forbidden. Nevertheless, it's a major barrier for Kohanim who want to become doctors and is this entire field cut off from them. And there were serious postgim who ruled that it was permissible um, based on one or two reasons. I mean, there were a few, but the two we'll mention is one is that it's a type of a pikuach nefesh. By becoming a doctor, you're going to be able to save lives. Of course, that's a very distant pikuach nefesh, and other people could also get your place in medical school and could become doctors and so on. Uh, so that seems to be a quite a weak argument that because of training myself now that four years from now I'll be able to save lives allows me to, you know, to transgress or to override certain prohibitions. I mean, does it allow me to violate Shabbat to go to to go to medical school, but that so that's one argument that seems uh, pretty weak. But another argument had deal deal more with technicalities relating to Tumas Kohanim and ways in which maybe the prohibition would not apply under certain circumstances in ways in which were you know would not seem to be totally out of bounds. And that's how some postgame has ruled that it actually under certain circumstances, if one does certain procedures, would be permissible. Let's see what Rav Moshe said when he was asked this question. So this is for in Yordea 3, 155, and this is from 1974. Uh, and he says the following. The, uh, the matter is obvious and clear. So clear that a coin cannot become impure to a dead body. It's completely universally known. 
Asher al Kane, I should just mention that some people have this idea that you can sell your kahuna to become a doctor, which is completely absurd. Anyway, Ramosha doesn't even deal with that possibility. Asher al Kane, Pashuta Barua, Shafilu in Yavog, Dole Olam. It is so obvious that even if the most greatest rabbis of the generation would come, the Hakel, and they said you could be lenient, Ain Shomim Lahem, you don't listen to them. Why? says even if the Gemara says that if Eliyahu were to come in a rule that you can't do a certain thing for Chalitza, we wouldn't listen because the halacha has already been accepted that you can. So, and Rav Moshe says it doesn't only mean Eliyahu acting as a Navi because a Navi doesn't have any weight in the halachic system, but even if somebody as a great Chacham were to rule in a way that was in conflict with the with the with the universally accepted practice, we would know that that psaq was incorrect. Okay, because that has already been the accepted practice. Okay, and therefore Rav Moshe says that something that is broadly accepted, somebody cannot come and paskin against. Now, of course, that seems a little bit irrelevant because somebody is not saying there's no Easter for a Kohen to become Tomei Lameis. Somebody is saying that under certain circumstances we can find a way to allow it. It is true that some of the Psakim about this have said that we can also factor in a Psak of certain Rishonim, significant Rishonim, Rivet and others, who maybe would argue that uh, nowadays all Kohanim are Tamei and there's no real violation or it's not a biblical violation to becoming Tamei. Um, and the fact that the practice is that Kohanim don't go into cemeteries could be sort of saying, well, there's not justifying reason in those cases to rely on the position of the Riven. But that doesn't mean that that is not a legitimate position out there. So to say, oh, it's universally accepted that a Kohen can't become Tamei, and therefore you can't listen to somebody who says they can, is a little bit of a straw man, because the Psak wasn't saying that this violation does not exist. It was saying, under these circumstances or following these procedures, you'll avoid the problem, or you can rely on other positions. But that was Rav Moshe's first approach. That this seems to completely contradict the accepted practice, and we can't accept it. And then he says, "The Koshkain don't rely on some random person. Oh, well, nowadays are all Tommy anyway. And now he gets to the key point. Therefore, if somebody gave this psak, and I will say, nobody of lesser stature than a Rav Gorin pask in this way, that under certain circumstances one can rely, and a Kohen can become a doctor, and I would say that even nowadays there are poskim who pask in this way, and I think it's even getting more acceptable again, following certain procedures. You don't even have to check, oh, who is the author who said that this, who passed in this way, because maybe if it's a weighty authority, we should give it some weight. So because Rav Moshe says, even if he was a major Torah scholar, it's meaningless. Why is it meaningless? Here's a major Torah scholar who's going through a process of psak. Rav Moshe has a principle of elu ve'elu, of multiple halachic truths. So what makes this an illegitimate position? He says, The fact that somebody could come up with such a psak proves that this person is not relevant to the world of Torah. Like he's not He's not fit to be paskining. He has, he's arrogant. 
הידוע מה שאמרו עליו חז"ל באבוס, ואחר גס ליבו לומר דברים שרוצה נגד כללי ההוראה. He is arrogant to think he can paskin and go against general principles of פסק, it's so universally accepted that a Kohen cannot become Tamei. שלחן הוא בעיה ברור אצלי, and Rav Moshe says, and by the way, people, if they want a real halachic answer, they, they, they know who to ask. אלו הכהנים שהולכים ללמוד חכמס הרפואה, כהנים that want to learn to be doctors, ומתאמים עצמם למתים, אם היו רוצים לידה הדין האמת, if they wanted to know what the true halacha was, היו יודעים למי לשאול. They would know to ask real halachic authorities, not just some random person who's going to tell them what they want to hear. כי ברוך השם יש להם מורי הוראה הראויים להורות, again the key phrase, ראוי להוראה. There are פוסקים who know how to פוסקים, כהלכה. אלא, so why do people ask? אין חושבים לאיסר כלל, they really don't care whether it's us or not, and ולהטות את עצמם, and they just want to deceive themselves, שלא יתערו בתשובה כלל, and they, you know, they want to get a פסק that lets them do what they already want, they don't really want to submit to halachic authority, they just want to be told what they're already going to do is okay. And therefore, they found some, some handbook, to, you know, some little publication to rely on. And I didn't sort of respond because of this, because this is all such nonsense, and so on. So what Rav Moshe says here, I must say that it is very hard for Kohanim who want to become doctors to be, you know, told that this entire, and they want to help humanity, they feel this is their tafkid in life, to be told that this entire field is cut off from them. Um, and there, as I said, there are more and more poskim nowadays who will follow Rav Garin and other similar poskim who, who under, give certain parameters under which that it is permissible. So somebody who's a Kohen who is a doctor, wants to be a doctor, who's listening to this, should know that, you know, the, uh, right now in the halachic world, it is not seen as completely, you know, michutz lamachen, as Rav Moshe sort of framed it in this tshuva, this possibility of this psaq. But for Rav Moshe, it was. It was considered completely out of bounds. But how does he reject it? So one way is he rejecting it by saying it goes against the accepted psaq, which isn't exactly true, because, you know, the accepted psaq didn't deal with kohanim who need to study this to become doctors and so on, um, and didn't deal with the particulars of the case in which these allowances were given. So with the real way he rejects this is by focusing on this idea of is somebody higil lahura'ah, because remember, in Rav Moshe's introduction, the first key criterion for being able to paskin is you're at a stage where you're fit to be higil lahura'ah, based on your knowledge, on your yiras shamayim, on your judgment, on your analysis. So here what Rav Moshe says is, the fact that you could come up with such an absurd position, it makes it evident that you're not higil lahura'ah. Of course, the problem is that that's a little circular, because if I just don't like the way you're paskining about something, I could say anybody who would come up with such an absurd psaq clearly doesn't deserve to be paskin and clearly is not higil lahora'ah. Um, so this really, I think, shows the challenge that happens when you introduce this methodology and approach of Rav Moshe, uh, of focusing on process and on who's fit to paskin and about, on multiple halachic truths. Are there any things that you can completely reject and say is completely illegitimate? Um, and Rav Moshe, here's one case where Rav Moshe did reject it, but uh, logically, it doesn't, you know, one can easily push back and say, you really haven't proven why this is out of bounds. Uh, it's not really going against accepted practice, and just because you, by saying that such a psaq proves somebody is not higil ahora'ah, doesn't really prove it, and you could say that about anything you don't like, and therefore, it doesn't mean that Rav Moshe didn't very legitimately feel that some psaqim are so crazy, but it doesn't give us, that they're not really within bounds, but it doesn't give us any objective criteria 
you know, to weigh and to determine that once you have created this uh, understanding of how halacha operates and halacha methodology as Rav Moshe did. So that's in terms of trying to get to a sense of like, how do you define the limits and the lines within this approach? Uh, the other two that we're going to look at for today is one which is the counterpart to this, which is once you develop this, this is your approach, it allows for a much greater sense of chidush, of innovation, because as long as the process is proper, even if you're saying something that hasn't been said before, it can be legitimate halacha. And halacha is not just about submitting to all of the previous rulings and authorities that have preceded a person. So Rav Moshe deals with this idea and makes this point explicit. Of course, this is the theme that runs through the Chuvot of Rav Moshe. In a Chuva from Yordea 1, 101.5, which is a uh, discussion of the use of earplugs for a woman with a ear infection, putting in earplugs and going to the mikvah. And this is, of course, a very challenging situation because a woman can't not have her earplugs because of, God forbid, loss of hearing and so on. And at the same time, an earplug that's put in to specifically prevent water from getting in the ear would seem to be a problem of a chatzitza, a major problem, because the whole point there is to prevent water from entering into the ear, and that's considered an obstruction and makes the immersion invalid. So Poskin have dealt with this in different ways. Ravavad Yosef sort of deals with it by saying that maybe there's an element of Eno Makbid that you don't care that it's there because even if generally you do care, at least now you don't want it there, and it's because it's on the inside of the ear and it's not exposed skin. That makes it more lenient. And other types of sort of factors in the classic sort of Ravavadio way of just like tabulating all the different components, you could be had this reason for leniency and this reason and this reason and this reason, and even if any one of them might be somewhat of a questionable argument, but you know, you put five of them together and therefore you can rely on them and be lenient. Rav Moshe's approach to this is very different. Rav Moshe approaches this as we've seen in general about Rav Moshe's methodology. He approaches things much less in a sort of tabulating multiple basis for leniencies type of a way and much more in a conceptual approach. And he develops an idea about what it actually what a chatzitza is actually about, and about the different halachic status of a chatzitza on the external skin, the exposed skin, and, an, and a chatzitza in an internal orifice. And without going into all of it, his basic point is, since the earplug is not physically attached to the skin, it's really functioning the same way a woman can close her mouth, and water doesn't have to enter her mouth when she immerses. There can't be a obstruction, let's say something caught between her teeth, but water doesn't have to actually enter her mouth. So Rav Moshe says, so the problem in an orifice is not that the water gets in, but that there's not something that's defined as a, water doesn't have to get in, but there's not something that's defined as an obstruction. So he says, if something was physically attached to the inside of the ear, that would be an obstruction, that would be a problem. But an earplug isn't physically attached, it's just closing up the hole. So if Moshe says, basically, it's like closing your mouth. And if you close your mouth and water doesn't get in, you're okay because there's no obstruction. So if you close your ear hole and water doesn't get in, it's also okay because there's no obstruction. And this doesn't count as technically as an obstruction, as a chatzitza, again, because it's not attached to the skin, it's just filling up the space. So that's very ingenious, and this way Rav Moshe allows it. But then in, his, in the middle of this tshuva, he's responding to somebody who challenged him and said, that is so ingenious and so creative that nobody has ever said it before, and therefore, what allows you to paskin based on this completely brand new idea that nobody has ever said before? And here's what he says in response. How can we rely on such innovative ideas as a matter of practical psak? I mean, that's nice in a base medrash, but you're going to paskin that way? 
Bifrak you negate Eza Chronim, and it, you, you 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 don't even you know you're contradicting some some poskim, um, not all the poskim, but some poskim. Hineani Omer, I will say back to you. What? Is there an end to creativity in Torah? Is our job just to be like accountants and tabulators and paskin based on how everybody else is paskin and just weigh up all the evidence? Do you think that when new questions came up, we shouldn't answer them to the best of our own ability? It is forbidden to say that we... God, you know, who are we to come up with new reasons? We can only base ourselves on the past. God forbid we should say that. And it's beautiful, the connection of Psak and Torah, right? You know, the idea of paskining creative ways is part of a Hagadil Torah, to expand Torah, expand the palace of Torah. Anybody who has the ability to paskin is obligated. We've seen this in his Shuvot. You have an obligation to paskin. To the ability he's able. And again, the similar discussion of process, going in depth. Clear understanding. Obviously, you have to substantiate it. You have to bring proof. You have to be consistent with the Gemara. And then... You have to say what seems true to you, even if nobody has said it before. Even if it's brand new. Nobody else has said this. And by the way, even something that's already been dealt with in the halachic literature. And this is, again, something we've seen alluded to that we're going to get back to. He says, even something that's been paskined, you don't talk about paskin blindly because somebody else paskined it. Your responsibility as a posek, remember how Rav Moshe said, I'm here to teach halacha by publishing my kuvot, and other poskim will read it, and they'll know how to, and they can sort of decide whether they agree or not. Your oblig- obligation as a rav and as a posek is not to just cite other authorities, but to determine the halacha to the best of your ability. So even something that's been paskin before. Oh, well, so-and-so paskin, therefore I'm just going to parrot it back. You know, the Gemara says that if you paskin based on a Mishnah, you destroy the world because paskining is not about echoing some line in some sefer. Paskining is about understanding the reasons and coming to your own decision of what the right psak is. Now, Rav Moshe says, okay, so we're supposed to own our responsibility, not be afraid, be courageous, come up with new ideas. Obviously, we have to be rigorous, but we have to come up with the truth as we know it. What if... It contradicts other psakim. Well, we already know what Rav Moshe is going to say based on his idea of multiple halachic truths. Even if it contradicts some major poskim. So what? We also have the authority. We have to come up with a psak as we see it, and we can disagree with the achronim. By the way, it's worth noting that Rav Moshe rarely quotes you know, he has a very limited bookshelf in terms of the achronomy that he quotes. He'll often say, yeah, somebody quoted to him and say, I haven't seen this, I haven't seen this. You know, he, he does not feel that he has to, like, look at all the achronim and decide whether it's consistent with them or not. He has a very small set that he sort of checks as his baseline, you know, and his foundation. Anyway, he says, and you know what? You can even sometimes contradict some rishonim, not all the rishonim, but some rishonim. When you feel that you have, this is the proper understanding and you have good evidence for your approach. But Ikar, and now fascinating, he says, And more 
than just good proof, because texts can prove one way, can prove another way. Rav Meir came up with, you know, ways you could say a sheretz is tahor or something. But it's actually, Rav Moshe says, the more important is good, persuasive logic. And that really says something also about Rav Moshe and his approach. It's, again, not just like, well, to what degree is the are the texts pushing you in a particular way? And to what degree is your conceptual understanding and your your logic of, of, of how this system is operating is really sort of pushing you and dictating for you. And it's clear from Rav Moshe that it's often, obviously you can't ignore the texts, you know, you, you have to support your positions and they can't contradict and so on, but this line is very telling about Rav Moshe's general approach, much more about sort of dictated first by what really conceptually makes sense and what's sort of being dictated by the logic and the reasoning. You do, you have to paskin as you see fit. As long as it's not against the widely accepted poskim, there's a broad consensus in Psak, obviously then you reject your opinion. But you don't have to be consistent with everyone. It can't be against the Shochanarach, which has been sort of almost canonized. So if it can't be against Shochanarach. But other than that, you know, and even sometimes poskim sometimes even do paskin against Shochanarach. But other than that, you have a lot of license as long as it is well-founded, it's the truth as you see it, and um, it is not only has strong texts, but has strong and compelling reasoning. That's our responsibility as poskim to sort of distinguish ourselves that way. And if you read the poskim, you'll see the achronim you see. They come up with chidushim and they use it lahalacha. And then he goes back to this one line that we've seen when he sort of rejected the psak about the Kohen um, and uh, becoming a doctor. Ach, You have to do it with humility. You know, again, with this sense, there's some courage and innovation and creativity, but you have to be careful against arrogance. You don't feel like, now I get to say whatever I want. And, and it's true. Don't just go ahead and say, I got a great chiddush and I'm now going to apply it lahalacha. You have to know when is it appropriate to apply your chidushim. Have some humility. And apply your chidushim when it's necessary. When there's a great need. Here this woman will be like an aguna. She won't be able to go to the mikvah. We also are obligated. If it appears that this is correct. Don't be so humble. Who am I to paskin based on my chiddish? If it's the cost of your humility, people are suffering because you don't have the courage to say what you think is the right psaq. Even if it's just going to cause monetary loss, don't be so humble at the expense of other people. Okay, and he quotes the Gemara that because of the humility of Reb Zechariah, our Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. You have to know that your responsibility as a posek is we have to take our Kiddushim and our understanding and passing them practically when we have evidence and again compelling reasoning will be and particularly when there comes at huge human cost so this tshuva I think is a distillation of what Rav Moshe is all about. He has a philosophy in general about not a single halachic truth, 
that as long as you go through the right process and whatever you post it comes up with is a halachic truth. There could be multiple halachic truths. And once you allow for multiple halachic truths, if you go through the right process, it gives you license to be innovative, to be creative. And here, joined with, not just for the sake of innovation, a profound sense of responsibility to the people who are asking to claw Yisrael, to solve problems for people. And therefore, we have an obligation to follow what seems true to us. And if we follow this process properly, then it will be proper halacha, it will be a proper halacha choice, and there's no question about whether it fits what previous achronim say, what previous poskim have said, and so on. As long as we are doing what we need to do properly, we are poskining halachic properly for Kla Yisrael. Thanks for listening to Igris Moshe A to Z with Rabbi Dov Linzer. This podcast is brought to you three times a week by Shivat Chovevei Torah. Don't forget to subscribe and check out yctorah.org to learn more.